Hi, I'm Tony G, host of the Tony G Show, as well as the Tony G Show interviews. For the first time in Tony G Show interviews history, we have a repeat guest. Today's guest is Michael Pant, who also appeared on the show in the fourth season of the Tony G Show back in March of 2020. Mike is a senior on the men's basketball team and close to finishing a degree in biology as a Dean's List student at St. Norbert College. Now, help us welcome back to the Tony G Show, Michael Pan. Sitting here with a good friend of mine, the only person to ever have two interviews on the Tony G Show interviews, it's my good friend, SNC men's basketball player, Michael Pan. Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What does that accolade feel like to be the only person to ever have two interviews with the Tony G Show interviews? It's, it's pretty amazing, and I'm very, very honored. <laughs> you were one of the first to ever do it. If you remember, the last time we did an interview was in season four of the Tony G Show. Yep. It was the yeah. 10th episode. And it was the last episode before we went home for COVID. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Sophomore year. I remember, and I said this in the last interview too. I'll say it again. We met one of the first days of college. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seminar. it. Yep. You and I were in the same one. We've known each other for quite some time. I mean. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. We're best buds if you're wondering. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it like this. Uh, this season's been kind of up and down for the SNC men's basketball team, but it did start with a couple of exhibition games yeah and i want to ask you about that we'll start first with notre dame what was that like to go down there in that environment play and look at that campus it was truly amazing um i had never been there before um and to, we went down like a day or two before yep. the game and so we were able to like walk around see the campus see the like the gymnasium the football field so we got we got a nice tour of like the entire campus and it was really really cool to see and then um you know the game itself was was really cool it was really fun we were you know, in the big uh, arena, so it was kind of cool to play in there. Um, and, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. There's a lot of history at Notre Dame, too, right? Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of old historic and Catholic buildings or, or religious buildings, yeah. too. So it is a pretty beautiful campus. Yeah. You went to Notre Dame, played UWGB, went to Marquette as well. Which was your favorite game to play all over the course of these exhibition games versus the D1 teams? So I'd say the overall experience was probably Notre Dame. Okay. Um, it was pretty fun to play at. Yeah. But I've since like my childhood, I've been like a Marquette fan. I've been you know, like a lifelong Marquette fan. Sure. So, you know, getting to play against them was really cool too. And you know, um, yeah. Was that one at the Pfizer? Were they in the Pfizer yet when you went down there? Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool arena to, to, yeah, to play yeah, in. I would imagine. Really cool. That was only like one, maybe two years old too at the time you went down there. Yeah, it was. It was pretty fresh for sure. Which was the most difficult school to penetrate down low against? Probably Notre Dame. They, they had two pretty big big guys down well yeah. so going down on them going trying to get in the lane was pretty tough but what about the most difficult school to get an open look at uh probably marquette mm, they, they okay. had pretty good you know guards you know they're pretty athletic so it was, it was tough to get a good, good look against them what would have been a dream school for you to go to you're a senior now so what would have been a dream school to go to and play an exhibition game at honestly i the the two that that if I hadn't played at Marquette or Notre Dame, I'd say those two. But uh, if I had to choose one more, I'd probably choose I'd choose a Cameron Indoor Stadium over at like Duke University. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people say that. Get the Duke or the Kentucky or the yeah. Kansas or something like that. How do you prepare against teams like that? I mean, it's the first, maybe second game of the season. They're both exhibition, so you've only been practicing for a limited amount of time. What's yeah. the preparation like going against a team like that? Yeah, so we kind of we kind of treat it, you know, like we're preparing for just a, like another team, another rival. We know that they're gonna be 
you know, probably more athletic than we are and bigger yeah. than we are. But, you know, we, we do our, you know, I watch our film, um, scout their players, and then in practice we'll, like, go against their defense, go against their offense, work on that. So, um, yeah, we kind of just try to prepare like it's another team, but, you know, we know that they're going to be a little more athletic. So. Right. Is the expectation to win? I mean, I can't imagine that there's, like, a punishment for losing against <laughs> teams like that. Yeah, no, we go and try and win, obviously. And, right. You know, play our hardest and try to you know compete with them, and you know if the result isn't what we you know like it to be, then you know we kind of just learn from it, learn from our mistakes, watch some film on it, and then uh, keep keep going on. Yeah. On the topic of opponents, we'll switch to conference opponents now. This is the first real season in the NACC. You know, we have a full season here finally. What is what has it been like to play in this new conference? What's it like to switch conferences? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's kind of it's kind of funny you know like we had our you know our rival with Ripon yep. over in the Midwest Conference and we kind of you know we kind of knew like what we were getting out of the teens in that conference and then you know switching to this one with um, you know Wisconsin Lutheran Concordia Wisconsin um, Rockford all these you know teams that we haven't really played before it's been it's been interesting and we you know, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves. And grown. I think we're continuing to grow as uh, we head towards the toward the later end of our season. So, who has been the toughest opponent in this in this new conference of yours? Yeah, um, I'd say our toughest one so far has probably either been Rockford or Concordia. Those two are those two teams are pretty good. Um, yeah, Rockford, Rockford can shoot the ball; they shoot it very well. And then Concordia is just a pretty well-rounded team, like we are. Again, on this topic of opponents, there was the Nicolay National Bank Holiday Tournament towards the back end of December. You had to go up against teams like Northland College. You had to play UW-Platteville in the championship. And Platteville was undefeated at the time, coached by Jeff Gard, who was the brother of Greg Gard at Wisconsin Basketball. So it's a good basketball school to say nothing more about it. Yeah. What was it like to go against that opponent? You know they're undefeated. You know they're going to play quick and fast. Yeah. What was it like to play them? It was a good experience. They were obviously a great team playing against them. It was a good experience. We were pretty excited going into the game. We wanted to compete hard, hopefully beat them. It didn't turn out like that, but um, it was a great experience nonetheless. And yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. You know, doing it in the in the holiday tournament. Yeah, they came in ranked number three. Yep. In in the country, and they lost to. Oshkosh later in the season, a team that you also played uh, in Oshkosh, lost to. What was it like to play them? How are these two teams different or similar? Um, I think Oshkosh is probably, I'd say they're a little more physical underneath. You know, they have uh, Levi, who's, you know, a guy who pounded down in the post for a while right. and keep going at you. So that was a little different than, you know, like Platteville, who's got some, you know, great guards that can light it up and whatnot. So on you on a more personal level here as a basketball player. Analyze your basketball career for me now that it's almost over. Which parts of your game have improved the most from four years ago as a freshman? When I came in as a freshman, I was more of just like a, you know, a shooter. I'd stick to the three-point line. You know, the coaches have been harping on me now to, uh, you know, get in the lane and get to the hoop more. And I've worked on that as, you know, the years have gone by. And I think that's probably the biggest part of my game that I've improved is, you know, getting to the hoop, cutting in the lane, just trying to get closer to the hoop, basically. So if you could improve another aspect besides that further, if you could have worked on something more in-depth throughout the course of your career, what aspect of your game would that have been? I'd say my mid-range game, as of right now, I think 
I'm getting, you know, I'm getting to the hoop pretty well and shooting the three a bit better now than I was at the beginning of the season. But um, that, you know, that third level of, you know, having that mid-range shot would be would be pretty nice. So, If you, you know, we're talking about you improving your game and driving inside more often. What is the key to a successful drive inside to a lane that has a lot of traffic in it? Is it footwork? Is it you know, that ability to just kind of be elusive? Keep the Is it ball protection? What is the key to being better inside? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit of all of those. It's you know, it's reading when to, when to drive. So like if like if I have a post that's posting up, I'm gonna you know enter it to them and then wait to another time to drive. And then yeah, when you are driving, it's you know keeping the ball close because you know people are gonna be reaching and yeah. trying to knock it out. And then yeah, once you get in there, then it's your footwork, you know, pivoting and trying to you know create an area to score. What lessons of being a college athlete have you had to learn the hard way? I'd say it's it's dealing with adversity, especially you know. In our time in college of with COVID, yeah. it's you know it's been it's been crazy. You never know what's going to be get thrown at you, um, when it's going to be taken away. So I'd say you know being flexible and you know saying hey, all right, you know we're going to keep going and just keep working. Take me through that COVID time, the COVID season. You learned that you're not going to have a season. Take me through the moments that you learned you weren't going to have a season, and then the moments following of. I should be playing basketball right now, but I'm not. What what was that like to not have a season? We came as my junior year. We had came into uh, the school year. We were practicing, and we kind of knew like it was up in the air. We weren't you know sure if we were gonna have one or not. And then when we went home for Thanksgiving, because then that was like our whole like J term break. Yep. I got a call from coach, and um, you know, he told me that we weren't gonna be having a season, and he called you know the, the entire team individually, and it was very nice of him to do that. And uh, so when we found out, you know, like, first I was like, you know, like, we felt bad for the seniors who weren't going to be able to have their senior year se- season. So that was kind of, you know, that, that part was tough. And then, so we continued to practice throughout the year and try to just, you know, work on, our, work on ourselves. And then once that year finished, went to the summer, you know, did our individual workouts, you know, like, kind of like, kind of like normal almost. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, the entire time I was just like, kind of missed the season and it was like, you know, we had freshmen that hadn't gotten to play yet this year, and it's really they're sophomores now, but it's really their first season. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit different, but you know, you, talking about the seniors is a good segue to this next question I wanted to ask you about. Because last time you were here on the Tony G Show, again, the only person to ever have two Tony G Show interviews. <laughs> the last time you were here, you said that the message from the seniors, like Connor Curtis or uh, Wade Geenan and others, was to show up prepared to practice and never have an off day. Yeah. Has that been the same message as you are now a senior, or if it's not, what has your message been to guys like Nick Smolter, Parker Lawrence, some of these young guys on the team? Yeah, no, it's, you know, the message has been, you know, like you never know when it's going to get taken away from you. So we want to come in and play hard and compete every day. And, um, you know, there's been days where, you know, it's not as good as another day, but then, you know, we kind of reflect on that. Like, we need to pick it up. We need to get it going. Kind of you know, try to follow in the footsteps. You know, you said like the, Connor Curtis, the Wade Gein, and the Joey Siriax. We kind of tried to, you know, follow their footsteps in the program that they've helped build in the community. So as a team, you know, sometimes the team has this tendency to not shoot so well. You know, sometimes the, the field goal percentage isn't where the team would like it to be, or especially from three, sometimes that can get difficult if there's a good defensive team making it hard for you to get a shot. What's the key to breaking out of that spell? Coach Crush has, you know, always told us to hang our head on defense, so... If our shots aren't falling on offensive hand, we still need to defend and get stops so that we can go down and score. 
even when we're not making our shots, we want to keep playing hard on defense. And then when we're on offense, then we want to like enter it into the post, get closer to the hoop so that we can get a good look at the basket. And then, you know, hopefully it'll go down and we can get on a, a little bit of a roll that way. You said you mentioned, you know, in defense, of course, has been the big thing with Gary Gresh always. And I asked him, I conducted an interview with him back before the season started in November. And I asked him what makes a good defender. And I want to hear it from you. What do you think makes a good defender? What have you learned? What tricks of the trade do you add to your repertoire to be a good defender? First, it comes down to, you know, playing hard. And then you want to make sure that you're in a stance. Your, your, your feet are moving you laid on your feet so you can stay in front of the guy in front of you. And then I'd say a big thing that I've been trying to work on myself and then trying to help instill in the teammates is communication. So you want to be communi- communicating with your teammates so you know what's going on so that you know you're in the right spot. When you're on the ball, you want to have high hands. Yeah. You know, distracting the, the offensive player and whatnot. I do see that from Gresh a lot on the sideline. Yeah. Hold the hands yeah, up. Hold the hands, hands up. Yeah. And then, and yep. then uh, players will start to reciprocate that. So talk to me about some of your teammates. Who has the best three ball on the team? You've got some good shooters. I'd say I'd say it's either Jacob Bulwark. Will Dean's got a great shot. Yeah. Oh, he's, okay. he's a great shooter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'd say it's Will Dean, Jacob Bulwark. I'd, I'd throw. I throw Jameson in there. Jameson Nikolai, okay. Yep, yeah, he's got a good shot. Yeah, I'd say I'd say those are probably some of our top shooters. What about the best mid range? Who is the best from free throw line or that sort of range? Yeah, I'd say Jack Pettit's got he's got a really nice jumper. He he elevates very nicely and will shoot it well from the mid range. Not nothing against Jack Pettit here. I almost disagree with you. I think Carson Talbert. Oh, okay. His yeah, mid range. You yeah. Know, when I do these games as a broadcaster, I've started calling Carson Talbert Mr. 15-footer. Yeah. <laughs> because it just yeah. seems like when he hits one in that first couple minutes, it's like the first three or four minutes of the game. He's going to hit about four or five more in that half yeah. and then come out and try to do the same thing in the second half. When he's on the elbow or something like that of the free throw line, he's just a guarantee. It seems to me. Sometimes I'd agree you with you on that one. Yeah, I'd, he's gonna kick me in the butt for not saying him. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd say you know Carson. Yeah, he's got a great, great mid-range shot, and he's worked on it very hard. So, who's the most dominant under the hoop, offensively? Yeah, I'd say I'd say Carson's very dominant under the hoop. I'd say um, Evan Glazer, Garrett Gresh. He's he's pretty dominant down there. Um, and then you know Ben Jelasic. Those 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 four great posts. I would agree. Uh, Jelasic is a big part of the team, too, and when he went down with an injury, there's yeah. definitely a, a hole in the in the lineup there when he was uh, out with the injury. But who's the best defender on the team all around just locking down? Yeah, um, I'd say Jacob Borg's probably our, our best defender. I'd say Jack's another great defender, too. So those two are um, very good at staying in front of the ball, locking down the guy that's in front of them, you know, kind of pulling us together as a team. Who is the most tense coach on the team? The most tense. <laughs> um, it depends on the day. I'd say there's there's days where Coach Corey will be, you know, he he's a lover, but he'll, he'll get on get on your case if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I'd say days where Coach Four can be tough, and then, you know, you know, it all depends on the day to be honest. But yeah, I think there'll be Coach Corey, Coach Flora, Coach Gresh some days. Yeah. But yeah. Coach Logan Flora, he was the one who. This is his first year. He came over from Ripon, correct? Yep. Yeah. Was he accepted with open arms, or was there some, <laughs> you know, shoulder nudging going on as he's walking through the locker room? There, there, there might have been some, <laughs> you know, some jokes, you know, but he, he could, you know, he'd throw some jokes back. He had the, you know, the final laugh at yeah, the year where they won the, you know, the Midwest tournament. So 
you know we'd always you know throw some jokes at him yeah. just, you know whatever but uh yeah you know he, he took it he took a while and you know we love him we love having him here so you're a team captain this year correct yep you and Jacob Bulwark. Carson and Jack, too. Carson and Jack as well. What has been something you've tried to acclimate to yourself as a captain? What does that mean to you, and how do you try to lead your teammates? I've been pretty good at, throughout my career, trying to lead through example and, you know, playing hard. But the thing I've kind of tried to learn and grow on is communicating. I've You know, J- Jacob Bulwark's great at, you know, communicating and telling what needs to be done. So I've kind of tried to, uh, you know, do the same and be more vocal and try to help lead these guys. So looking back again, you're a senior, you're just about a couple months away from walking out the door here at St. Norbert college, which just doesn't seem real to people like you and I, who, again, if you listen to the first part of the interview, I mean, we started our college careers here at the same time with each other. So it just seems weird that we're ready to walk out the door. But as you look back at your time at St. Norbert college, Mm -hmm. what's one story that you will think of and take with you when you think back of being a college basketball player? There's two the first one was the feeling after we lost to Ripon sophomore year. and You know, that feeling of like, for the seniors, you know, Joey, Connor, Jordan, and uh, Joseph Lemon, you don't get this forever. You know, we kind of realized that with them. We did play the next week against St. Thomas, but that feeling in the locker room, you know, after that, I was like, all right, like, you know, to make the most of it. You know, I'm a sophomore at that time. And I was, you know, I was just kind of thinking like, I got two more years of this, one really with COVID. So I was just going like, to make the most of it at that point. And then um, another thing is like just like the the brotherhood that this team, you know, the, the teams that I've been on over these years with um, how the seniors have done, you know, Wade, Joey, Jared Davis, how they've, you know, just been like very accepting. And, you know, when we came in as freshmen, super accepting to us and I was kind of surprised by that because when I was a freshman in high school it was like you're a freshman you know stay out of the way basically it's like it's been you know it's been great with the teams you know everyone's been you know come on over like let's hang out stuff like that it's been it's been nice that's nice to hear uh you know I think there are a lot more egos and immaturity at the high school level yeah as well with that and then when you get to college I like to hear that that it's a very accepting environment Mm -hmm. and uh you know I, I would imagine from an outside perspective, I would imagine you do a good job of keeping that uh, consistent. If I do have to think of one memory from you, though, that game against Oshkosh, <laughs> yeah. you know which one I'm going to. Yep. It was that sophomore year. Yep, yeah. You had a great game, the, the great last <laughs> couple of minutes in that game. Thank you. Is that one that sticks out to you, that Oshkosh win? Because that was one, I mean, it's Oshkosh, yeah. too. That's a good program. That was, yeah, that was a very, you know, that was a super fun game. It was, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a good one to remember. It was, you know, close to the entire game. Yeah, it was. And then, um, I think I think Joey was out with some follow trouble or something. Oh, okay. Um, I remember he was at the he was at the box to check in. Yeah. Um, but the ball came off the rim and we had the rebound. Wade was bringing up the floor and I remember you know Jabo gave a good pass and I threw it up and it went in and we went in overtime and then Nolan had a great play too where we missed a shot we were down one and he came out of nowhere you know <laughs> grabbed the ball and got fouled and made the two free throws to win the game. The cleaner, huh? Yeah, the cleaner, yeah, the, the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's one of the teammates that you've grown the closest relationship with and why? I'd say it's probably, you know, Jack Pettit. Uh, freshman year, um, he roomed with Patrick Dana and I roomed with Jacob Bulwark. And then sophomore year, we were in VMC. And we kind of like, so you could, you could, in VMC, you could either have like 
four people in the back room. You know, okay. there's like two, like there's a living room in the front and a yeah, back that kind of like a breezeway type of deal yeah. in the front. Yeah. So we kind of instead of doing the four in the back, we did two in the front, two in the back, <laughs> and uh, me and Jack ended up in the back together. Um, we it was like you know, like we drew out a hat, or whatever, right? I, I will say we had the, we had the nicer room between the two. We had like the you know the TV in the back with the carpet. It was it was pretty nice back there. And then you know we were supposed to switch at semester or oh. the, at the uh, yeah like J term right. Uh huh. We d- I think we did, but we were here for like two weeks before we oh, got yep. sent back home for COVID. So it was like you know they only had the back room for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Jable and uh, Logan Kirkland. So yeah, and then I lived with him again the next year at Primantre. And we've just, we've grown pretty close to each other. We've, you know, hung out, you know, a lot, gone to the calf a lot, stuff like that. And, he, you know, he's just been a great friend to me. What's been your favorite drill to do in practice? That's a good one. I'd say my favorite drill is Army. So it's like we'll have, we'll have four bigs pick teams or like four guards, whatever. They pick okay. teams, right? And you'll have two teams on one end, two teams on the send. On either end of the court, and you're doing like one on one against the other team that you're going against. So, let's say it's like one versus the second team. So, first team versus second team, you'll have each guy on each team play each other one on one. And if you get a stop, you get a point. And whoever wins gets to stay on like the the main basket. And then whoever loses has to go to the other basket. And then the winner will come to whatever, right? So it's basically one on one, and whoever wins wins. The point does that go to the team, or is that an individual point? Like I'm keeping tally for myself. Uh, keeping tally for the team. Okay. So you want to like, so you want your teammates to get stops too that way. One of the questions I like to ask athletes when I have them in here is, take me through a workout with you. I'm in the weight room with Mike Pant, going through a workout session. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows I won't keep up. But what's the workout routine going to be? What's on the agenda? First, it's you know we'll warm up, so we'll do like our jumping jacks, whatever it is. You know, cook a few jokes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go into the weight room. My partner is normally like I'm normally with like Jack and Jable. Okay. And then Carson too. Yep, Carson would be with us. So be us four, and we'll kind of we'll have like so you have like your own rack kind of so like squat bench yep. whatever it is. So like today we had it today we had lifting, and first thing we did was front squat. So. 10 reps of th- three sets. Front squat was always my least favorite. Thing I know. I'm not a big fan of front squat either. <laughs> it, hurts, yeah. it hurts the collarbone. I just can't get comfy with it. Yeah. And like, you, know, you get the wrist underneath, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. My wrists aren't that flexible. What are yeah. we doing? This? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, be try to, I'll try to get through that one a little quicker. But, you know, we'll do like <laughs> we'll do the 30 reps total or whatever it is. Yeah. We'll get our reps in. Yeah. And um, so then we'll go dumbbell row or whatever. And then... um. We go, so we'll do, we do basically all our exercises, and then we'll get to the end, and it'll either be like, some days I'll be like, I had to go for some like curls or like some triceps, you know, <laughs> my arms are looking a little small, so like that's something like that, I don't know, and then um, and then we'll do our stretches out at the end, so we'll you know, try to keep the body loose for, for you know, practice and whatnot, so then we'll do some stretching, and then, yeah, that'll be the... What's the typical, like, cardio routine? The cardio? Yeah. So that's kind of changed over the years. So like when, you remember Coach Roach, right? Yep. So when he was here, we would go out to like the football field and we'd, you know, do like a bunch of like, you know, like either like sliding or like sprints and stuff like that. Um, there was one I just, it was like the 60 yard shuttle. It was like you had to do like running back and forth between like 60 yards and it was like the worst thing. I didn't like that. <laughs> Coach Gresh likes the, uh, he likes the 17, so. Oh. It's like you go like the width of the court 17 times in a minute. 
Oh. That one's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, that one gets the legs tired. But uh, it's, it's good that's only a minute. Yeah. Otherwise, really. it'd be you know it'd be worse if it was longer. So are suicides worse because it can last for longer than a minute, or seventeen up and downs? I mean, that wears you out. Yeah, I think I think um, it depends on how many suicides you're doing. So I think if you're doing like two suicides, I'd rather, I'd rather do that than like a seventeen. But if you're doing like more than five, then I'd be like. <laughs> all right i don't know if i want to do that let's call it off huh? yeah exactly is there a uh, particular reason why you wear the number 15 yeah so when it was fourth grade i we, we had it was like cuddle marine lasers boys basketball like tryouts whatever it was right yep and so you had to pick if you like when you went in you like they had a bunch of jerseys laid out and i think i got there like i don't know what time it was like 10 minutes before um and the number 15 was there so i grabbed that one and so since fourth grade i've always worn 15 my freshman year i was able to get 15 and then sophomore year when i was i got pulled up to varsity no one chose 15 so i chose 15 and then i got here freshman year and i forget who had 15 someone had 15 and then yeah this last year i was able to get 15 so i you know took it in a heartbeat mm-hmm yeah. Good for you. So, yeah. I, you know, if I was you, I would have put it in the recruiting thing. You know, Gary, yeah, I'll come here, but you got to score me the number 15. <laughs> well, he does a pretty good job of that, yeah. <laughs> no, he does a good job of, you know, like, if the number is, you know, there, you, you can have it, okay. stuff like that. But, um, yeah, no, someone already had it, so I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm create a big deal about it. But, yeah, it was nice to get it this year. Mm, was it Matt Lynch, 15? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yep, yep. If I remember That's right. correctly. So what was the story of you coming to St. Norbert College? What attracted you here? What was the story of you coming here? What attracted you here? And were there other schools that you were thinking of? So when I I had first uh, like started talking to St. Norbert, it was through Coach Kessley who texted me after like an AU game or something like that. I forget what it was exactly. And we know Co- we I didn't know this at the time, but we know Coach Kessley because his uh, parents have a like a cabin on Bass Lake, which is where. You know, like I kind of grew up at, it's like a, in Anago, Wisconsin, small town. Okay. And yeah, so like, you know, we were always up at the lake and my parents knew the Kessleys. So it was, it was kind of cool that we had a connection that way. And he uh, invited me up here for like a camp. So I came up here and it was in the summer. So, like, you know, the campus was obviously you know, looking beautiful as it always does. Of course. Yeah. Um, we had a tour of the campus and then that day the uh, the calf was potato bowls. Oh, yeah. So it was like the, the best meal. And I was like, wow, this is like amazing. Like this is the best <laughs> thing ever. And it, you know it, it was it was amazing, yeah. After that, I, I think I just really fell in love with the campus. I did some more, some more visits. Um, went to a couple of games and just loved it. You know the, the atmosphere here, the people that are super kind and nice. You know, and like, the you know the programs and everything, the schooling, just like everything about the campus is awesome. So um, that made me fall in love with it. And you know, like, I visited some other schools. So I visited like Loras College, okay, and like Dubuque, Iowa. And um, gosh, gosh, I, I, you know, I visited there, um, and none of them really like just kind of like, you know, cooked for me. Like, yeah, like so the campuses were kind of nice. Like, Oshkosh was a little big for me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like how like you know I, I hear it now. Even people complaining about, you know, how far they have to walk to class or like, to go to like work out and stuff like that. Yeah, or where to park or this or that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yep. So I hear that, and then like Loras, like. Yeah, it was a nice campus, but like I feel like the it has like the community impact like that we have here, you know, yep. Saint Norbert. 
Nothing, no, nothing against those schools. Of but, course, yeah. right. Uh, I I see you in mass often, and so I want to ask you this. I like asking athletes this. How does your faith play a role in your athletics? Yeah. Um. When you know at times are you know tough, you can, you know, go to go to mass and pray and you know ask for ask for God's help, um, guidance, whatever you need. Yep. And um, it's you know it's it's very calming, and it, and it has helped me through times of like injury. Or like this year when I was in a shooting slump, um, I did a lot of praying and it's really, you know, just going to help me um, keep going and, you know, it's always going to be there with you and, you know, God's always there to help you. 60 seconds with Michael Pant. Mike, I'm going to rapid fire questions at you. Yeah. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind or, you know, anything that you think of when I ask this question. Okay. On the start of the timer, we will go. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite fish to catch? Bass. Largemouth. What is your favorite animal to hunt? Deer. If you could go anywhere in the world? Uh, Italy. What is the best Marvel movie or series? Infinity War. Favorite pro sports team? Packers. Best place to eat at St. Norbert? The Calf. Who would win in a one-on-one situation? Garrett Gresh or Gary Gresh? Uh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a three-point contest, Joe Syriax or Jacob Bulwark? Uh, Syriax. Who's your favorite sports broadcaster? Tony G. Pronounce Coach Corey's last name. Uh, it's just so sick. <laughs> How long are you supposed to brush your teeth for? At least two minutes in the morning and at night. And at night, yep. correct. Yeah. Twice a day. Yep. That was 60 Seconds with Mike Pant. What makes Infinity War the best Marvel movie, Marvel series? Uh, just the action from start to finish. It's uh, Yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters. It was, it was pretty amazing. So, Where do you like to do all this fishing? I like to, I like to go to Bass Lake and uh, Anago. That's what I figured. Yep. Um, last I checked, you wanted to be a dentist and pursue Marquette uh, you know, in dental school to become that dentist. Is that still the plan? Is that that's why I asked you the teeth question? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm planning on taking a, a gap year after this year. Yep. Um, working and getting some more experience, and then reapplying and in hopes of you know getting accepted in the Marquette. That's the that's the goal. How do you gain experience in the dental world as a college student? When I first started, I was kind of shy about it, but really the, the dentist dentists are just extremely open. So you you want to go shadow some dentists in your local area. Um, so up here, uh, Dr. Chris Peterson, uh, the Pierce smiles, he was, um, coach crush helped me get in touch with him and he was very open to having me come in and shadow. Um, and then, so doing like lab work and stuff like that. So, um, the professors here at St. Norbert are extremely open about, you know, coming in and working and getting some lab work done. Only two more questions. And one of them I ask everybody, cause I love to hear their answers. What motivates you? My my family, my my two parents who have, you know, been super supportive throughout my entire, you know, my life really. Um, they've you know, they've given me some great advice over the years and, you know, help, you know, guide me in the right direction. Um, I'd also say, you know, my brother and sister, um, have also helped, you know, motivate me, you know, trying to do well. So, you because know, I know they're they're doing they're doing well for themselves too, so I try to following their footsteps, um, being the youngest in the family. Yep. Um, and then kind of like we like, touched on before is uh, my faith, you know, my faith helps motivates me. Um, yeah. 
I've been asking you for years for a one-on-one match in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get this done. We need to have this done. Yeah. See, I never want to take you on in season because I would just hate to hurt an athlete oh. or have an injury occur in season. So we're going to wait until the season's over. I All don't right. care if this is May right before graduation. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. I agree. <laughs> what do we do? Play to 21? Yeah. Twos and threes? Ones and twos? What are we doing? We'll go, yeah, 21, twos and threes. Twos and threes. Okay. I yeah. like it. Uh, get ready to be locked down. You mean that Gary Gresh defense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. High hands from uh, Tony G on the court. <laughs> well, Mike, we've reached the conclusion of our interview. Again, the only person to have two Tony G show interviews. Thank you for your time on the second one. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of this season with uh, becoming a dentist and pursuing that career. Uh, Best of luck in your future. Thanks again for the time. Yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate you having me on, and I really appreciate the the best wishes, and same to you and your career as you you pursue your goals, and we're looking forward to seeing what, what we do. It's SNC men's basketball player Michael Pant. This is the Tony G Show Interviews. Thank you again for listening to the Tony G Show Interviews, Michael Pant. We appreciate Mike for his time and wish him continued success in the rest of his academic and athletic career. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit TonyGNation.com for more of myself and the Tony G Show. Thank you again for listening to the Tony G Show interviews, Michael Pant. 